0: To sign up today, be sure to use the discount code Teen, all one word, for fifteen percent off your first box. You can also follow the Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. It is my heart to help you all overcome the real life challenges that you're facing. But in a way this stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host and life coach, Jamie Kirshner, and I am so excited to be here with you today. Ladies, Uncommenting Live was such a huge success. Thank you for all of you amazing ladies that got to come out and join me for this year's Uncommenting Live. Now we did have a couple of technical issues, and I have to apologize big time. One, we didn't get the sessions recorded like we were planning on it, and so we will not have those available. And then two, ladies, for those of you who joined me for a live session of Uncompancy Live, somehow that episode disappeared and I can't find it. So be praying for us, ladies, that we can find that episode and recover it so that you can hear from these amazing ladies. So this week, we're going to be answering a question from Anna, and Anna asks, how do we keep looking to God even during hard times? Sometimes I struggle with not looking to God as soon as something goes wrong, but I want to. Anna, this is such a good question. This is going to be a two-part series, ladies, because I really want you to get this. We are living in some pretty crazy times, and I know that you all know this. Like, you can see it. Everywhere we look, it just seems like there's bad news after bad news after bad news. Just recently, Israel was attacked. The Bible very clearly tells us to pray for Israel. We need to be standing behind Israel. So you can see there's a lot of craziness. The people in this culture don't even know what's right and wrong anymore. It seems like everything that's right is now wrong and everything that's wrong isn't right. And it just seems like the enemy is on attack more than he has been in the past. And so I don't want you all to fear because of all of these things that we're seeing. But I do want you to be prepared because God has given us hope. We don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live in dread like, oh, this is never going to get better. We can live with hope because we have the answer on the inside of us. John ten ten tells us that the enemy's number one goal is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So what do we do in the midst of these crazy times as Christians when this world is so confused and without answers? We don't have to be confused. We actually do have answers and we do have hope that this world so desperately needs. Ladies, I wish I could tell you that things were going to get better, but this world is going to continue to get darker and darker. But again, we have hope. Isaiah 60 verses 1 through 3 says, Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see. Now this is talking about Jerusalem, the Israelites in the Old Testament But I want you to take the principle of what God is saying here and apply it to your life. It says, let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth. This is actually a prophecy that is talking about today. So darkness as black as night covers the nations of the earth. We see that. But here's the good news. The glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. While this world is getting darker and darker, God says us as the part of his church of the body of Christ, we're going to continue to get brighter and brighter. People will be amazed by the light that we're shining. People will be amazed that we're not in fear and we're not in dread. But yet we have hope and we have joy on the inside of us. And they're going to be drawn to us. They want what we have. You don't have to worry about the enemy. You don't have to worry about his agenda to steal, to kill, and to destroy. You can stand strong and have hope even in the darkest of times. You have a God who is fighting for you, who will never leave you nor turn his back on you. Deuteronomy 1.30 says, The Lord your God is going ahead of you. He will fight for you just as you saw him do in Egypt. Now, what did he do in Egypt? In Egypt... The Israelites were slaves, and God sent Moses in to free the Israelites. God heard their cries, and he hears the cries of the people today, and he's saying, I am fighting your battles for you. Yeah, we're going to have to take action, and we're going to have to step into what it is that God called us to do, but he's not going to leave us. He's not going to fail us. He's not going to abandon us. He's not going to ever turn his back on us. Deuteronomy 31 says, so be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. But how do we stand strong and courageous? How do we not allow ourselves to be afraid and panic? Like Anna asked, how do we keep looking to God even in the hard times? Ephesians six ten through 20 says, Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And then Paul asks them, I love this because Paul is walking through a hard time himself. Listen to what Paul is going through and listen to what he's asking for prayer for. He says, and pray for me too. ask God to give me the right word so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plans that the good news is for the Jews and the Gentiles alike. Many of us have heard the phrase, God works in mysterious ways. We can never know the ways of God. Those kinds of phrases. But that's not true. The mystery actually was revealed to us when we received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And this is the mystery right here. That the good news is for both the Jews, which were God's chosen people of the Old Testament, and Gentiles. Those are people who did not grow up in the church. They were sinners. Now, verse 20. I am in chains now. Paul's in prison, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. And he's not going to be quiet about it. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. How incredible is that? Paul is in prison right now because he was speaking boldly for Jesus. And yet he's telling the people to pray for him. So he has more boldness to share the good news of Jesus. How incredible is that? But Paul is walking through a tough time. And so he gets it. And so he's telling us the way that we keep our eyes on God, the way that we walk through these tough times is by putting on the whole armor of God. But what does that actually mean? I don't know about you. I didn't actually grow up in church, but I went to a lot of like vacation Bible school in the summertime. And I remember coloring the shield of faith and the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit and then gluing them all onto this little boy who held them all so greatly in place. (laughs) But I never actually understood that those pieces of armor were very real. They're not physical pieces of armor that we see, but they're spiritual pieces of armor. Armor that we can't see, but we can put on. So how do we do that? How do we translate the armor of God into real life? Let's start by breaking this down. Ephesians six ten says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. This is how we stand strong when the enemy comes against us. We need to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. But how do we do that? Verse 11 tells us, how to become strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And how we do that is by putting on the armor of God (laughs) that we may be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. But the question is, how do we put on the armor of God? Well, hold on, we'll get there. (laughs) We can't fight these battles on our own. We can try, but we're not going to win if we don't have God on our side. The only way that we fight these battles that we're facing is to fight them together with God. When we fight our battles together with God, that's what makes us strong. We are using his mighty power as the enemy lies in wait, ready to take us out. And I love that word stand in verse 11 that says that we may be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. It's like we're playing a game of chicken with the devil. We're staring him down and we're like, I'm not moving. But ladies, I don't know about you, but it's not going to be me that's going to move first. I'm not moving first. The enemy is going to move out of my way because I have the authority of God on my side. I have the authority of Jesus Christ on my side. And guess what? He wins every time. And then verse 12 goes on to say, and this is the reason why we have to have God on our side. This is why we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, because we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. People are not who we're fighting against. Now, the enemy will use people, and he does all the time. But the people aren't the real problem. It's against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits of the heavenly places. So basically, our fight is against the devil and his cohorts. And we can stand strong against them. And we can watch them run. James 4, 7 tells us that when we submit to God... We can resist the devil and he will run. In stark terror, he is so afraid of you. If we only knew how afraid he was of us. All right, so now on to verse 13. It says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. So now we're going to actually get into How do we put on the armor of God? What does that practically look like? And this right here is the answer to Anna's question. Verse 14 tells us to stand your ground by putting on the belt of truth. Ladies, if we want to continue to look to God in the hard times, we have to put in the word of God when we don't need it. So it comes out when we do. When you're walking through times where everything is going great and it's like, all these amazing things are happening, it is so important during this time to get into the Bible and really get it on the inside of you. Begin to pray the Bible, begin to speak that word over your life. We need to keep putting the word of God in and building our faith so when battles come, we are ready and we are standing strong. If we are only seeking God when things get tough, it's too late. Think about an army preparing for battle. The commander calls in the troops and he's like, you know what? Just hang out. Everything is good. Nobody's coming against us. Just hang out, have fun, get to know each other. Then all of a sudden, the enemy comes out of nowhere. Is this army going to be ready to fight? Absolutely not. They weren't preparing in the good times. However, if they were training in the good times, when the enemy arises, do you think they're going to be ready then? Yeah, because they have already put in them what they need in order to fight the enemy on the day he arises. The same thing is true for us. In the times that are good and we're seeing God do amazing things in our life, that is when it's so important to make sure you're still putting in the word of God. I pray almost every single day, and a lot of times I'll do it twice a day. I speak Psalm 91, and I really started doing this Because I found myself fighting off some fear, especially when COVID first hit and nobody knew what was going on. I began to speak Psalm 91 and really start to internalize it. And to this day, I continue to do so because I do not want to be caught off guard again. I want to stand strong and God to know, you know what? God's got my back and I don't have to worry about anything. And so I'm going to read through Psalm 91 real quick, because this promise from God is absolutely huge. If you are not praying and speaking Psalm 91 over your life every day, I highly encourage you to do so. As I said, this world is getting darker and darker, but you have God on your side, so you don't have to fear. Psalm 91 says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Meaning, if you make God a habit in your life, you're getting into the Word, you're developing really good prayer time with Him where you're talking to Him like He's your best friend and you're coming to him, you're asking him for wisdom, you're developing that relationship with him. When you live in the shelter of the Most High, you will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. Verse 2, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him, for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Nothing surprises God, ladies. He knows exactly what's going to happen before it ever even happens. And yet he tells you that you're protected and kept safe. Verse five, do not be afraid of the terrors of night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. See, people who don't know Jesus, they don't get to live in this protection because they've resisted him. And this is why, ladies, it's important for us to share Jesus with those around us, to make sure that they know the love that we have on the inside of us, that they can have that too, and that they can have this kind of protection and safety. Verse 11, for God will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Ladies, these are things that you can stand on. And if you are speaking this over your life every morning, and if you're really fighting fear every morning and every evening, speak it over your life daily And when you get that on the inside of you where it's not just in your head, but it's in your heart and you know with every ounce of your being that God is on your side and you don't have to fear, it changes things. And so when the hard things come, guess who you're going to turn to automatically? You're going to turn to God because he is so good and you know that he has your best interest in mind and that he's protecting you and keeping you safe. Isaiah 54, 17 goes on to say that no weapon that's been formed against you by the enemy will prosper. You can stand on these verses as truth because God tells us in his word in Mark 11, 22 through 24, it says, then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. So I want you to think about that. God says all of his promises in the Bible are yes and amen. That means if you see it in the Bible, it can be yours. You just have to believe it and receive it. And so you can claim this protection. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. You can claim these promises from Psalm 91 over your life and don't move. No matter what the enemy tries to throw at you, no matter what the people around you are trying to throw at you, you stand strong on the word of God and you watch how he's faithful. He is so good. So if you want to know how to really continue to look to God, even in the challenging times, it's putting the word of God in you when you don't need it. So it comes out when you do. And then during the challenging times, continue to put the word of God in you and not just putting the word of God in you, but speak it, believe it. Your words are powerful. I mean, with words, God used words in order to form this whole earth. With words, Jesus was able to calm the seas. Your words are powerful. So, to answer Anna's question, and next week we'll talk more in detail about the other pieces of armor, but to answer Anna's question, get in the Word of God. Begin to speak it and believe it over your life. And watch how, when you get it on the inside of you, like I said, not just your head, but your heart, watch how God comes through for you. Watch how He is so faithful. All right, so I hope this episode helped you all this week. Now I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies. I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging, but God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommentine Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So, if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And, real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big. And He really was. He was working behind the scenes, even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. (laughs) So stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you. And I am just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.